Welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Stock Talk. Uh, my name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach at uh, Sage Investors. And uh, today I thought I'd want to talk a little bit about experts. Uh, it seems like uh, our society has really become a society of experts. You can't go like one direction without finding somebody who's just uh, on top of any particular topic. If you're looking for somebody who's an expert right now in uh, cauliflower with all the cauliflower mayhem going on, I'm sure you can pull one up uh, out of a hat from somewhere. Um, you know, a lot of this is, is due obviously to our uh, 24-7 news cycle and uh, just uh, a certain desire for, for media to fill uh, empty space. And uh, it's, it's a big issue. And, uh, now, and especially when it comes into the investing uh, side of things, as now we have a prof- uh, uh, proliferation of uh, business media out there that are running 24-7. Um, we, we lean on uh, people coming on to these, uh, these uh, networks or these mediums and uh, putting out uh, their, their stock picks and prognostications of what the future is going to hold. And, uh, and it's a natural tendency. We, we as human beings want to have some sort of certainty in a certain world. And the reason why I want to bring this up is uh, it, is a con- it is a classic behavior that kind of bogs us down when we make investment decisions. And it's something that I, I work with, with with people and trying to understand how to interpret media, um, you know, messaging that comes out there. And the only reason I bring it up is because last week I read this, um, not this article, but it was actually a series of tweets by, uh, by a financial planner. You've probably heard of him, Carl Richards. He's an author of The uh, Behavior Gap. And uh, <clears throat> he put out a whole bunch of tweets, which kind of, if you put them all together, is just like one big kind of like article. And it talks very much about the whole concept of experts and how, how as a society, we're so dependent upon them, um, especially in the context for, for making investment decisions. So I wanted to share you, kind of pull all the tweets together and share them, what, what he wrote, because I thought it was really spot on. And uh, it's probably fun to provide a few little insights uh, myself into the whole concept. So, <clears throat> so I'm just going to read this. As humans, we really, really want someone to tell us what is going to happen in the future. For example, where will the buffalo be next year? Where will the harvest work out? Should I plant corn or beans? Are the great rains going to come? Please, oh wise one, tell me. Now let's fast forward to the current version of crops and harvest, aka the market. And we look for the wise, and we still look for the wise one, the guru who will tell us what will come. We will look for the village elder who can take the uncertainty out of the scary future. We will look for someone in the tribe that trust the tribe trusts to tell us. We will look for someone smart, someone that went to the best school, someone who had the big the biggest computer, research staff, and global locations. We will look to people pretending to be all that on TV, wearing the right costumes, tell, pretending to know what will happen pretending to know what will happen. We will look to the people who have the title of chief economist or chief investment officer, and oh yeah, that big office, marble, big conference room, and we say to all of them, please tell us what will happen. They look down at us and say, oh my young ones, let me tell you what I see. Then they pretend to know what will happen, not only next year, but after, after lunch today as well. We all then will run out as we found the secret to endless youth and spread the word abroad. The guru has spoken. Then we will look and realize that the last time we listened to the guru, he was wrong, or she was wrong. In fact, as we look into it, we see that the guru has been wrong as often as he's been right. And with sadness, we realize that just like a broken clock, the guru is nothing more than a guesser. Yes, the guru is nothing more than a guesser pretending to be a forecaster. Then we realize it's all a hoax. And then we realize that if we just ignore it, life is actually much better. 
we can go back to our families, our work, our art, and leave all our investments alone. Ah, the piece, uh, the, the, the piece of ignoring the guesser with no clothing. I thought this was spot on. And it totally captures and crystallizes really the, 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 um, the dependency that we tend to have and we, uh, the full faith that we put all have in a lot of these um, you know, so-called experts. And it, when it gets down to the whole concept of predicting the future and forecasting the future, that's where this whole thing just kind of falls apart. Now, I don't want to say like you go out and uh, bash a whole bunch of bash, bash experts. There's a lot of smart people who know their thing and know their side of the corner of the world better than anybody else. And it's important that from an investment point of view, when we're consuming information, that we're listening to those perspectives. But where it crosses that line into really things becoming a bit dubious is when we start getting into this prognostication, the punditry, the what will happen in the future, as Mr. Richards here articulated. When we get into that punditry side of it, then everything kind of goes off, 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 the, off the beaten tracks and, then, and things start from an investing perspective. When we start buying into a lot of these predictions and future predictions, we're seeing it now, we're starting a new year, we've got a laundry list of people putting out all kinds of uh, information and content out there on what's gonna happen in 2016. So, and a lot of it is just, turns out, and you just backtrack and look back in the future, back in the past, none of these predictions ever pan out. It's just like information candy, infotainment kind of thing. So, what I really want to, you know, uh, what I found really, I really got me uh, excited or interested was um, the fact that he, this uh, way Mr. Richards articulated this. And, uh, and I just want to reiterate the concept that it's one of the thing, one of the big challenges we have, all of us, every one of us, when we consume information, especially investing information, is that we get kind of really attracted to the whole concept of forecasting and, and predicting what the future is going to be. And it's really, it's impossible. You can't do it. It's a fool's game. And anybody who says they know what's going to happen in three minutes from now, or let alone three years from now, um, with a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or a hedge fund is just lying or interest rates, you pick it. It's just, it, it can't be done. And it's a fool's game. And uh, But at the same time, I think what, what, we, need, what we need to do is also is listen to experts in terms of understanding and providing us with context about a specific area. If you see somebody, uh, an analyst talking about the oil and gas industry, and we want to listen to basically the context of what the state of the industry is, because they can articulate that very well. It's just when they start saying, well, where are oil prices going to go? Well, then that's a whole different story, and you really, it's really hard to, to, to buy into it. But one of the things I try to get people to understand when they're consuming information, this kind of information from experts or analysts, investment analysts, is really always, I'm always looking out for what they don't like. Because often what they don't like and what they think negative is gonna happen in, in their future often turns out to be the best starting points for, for due diligence and the best starting point for future investment opportunities. So I'm always, when I'm listening to somebody on CNBC uh, talking like a hedge fund manager or a portfolio manager talking about certain sectors that they don't like, um, certain uh, companies that they don't like, those are the companies I'm actually gonna start looking at because I think within some of those companies are probably nuggets of gold or uh, nuggets of future value. And uh, it's, it's as weird as that sounds, it's, it's from my experience, it, it does make a bit of a difference. And it's, it's, but it's so hard for us to go there because we're just not wired to think that way. And so the beauty of, of what I do as investment coaches 
is I kind of hardwire people to unhardwire people and wire people to think in a much more broader context. So I just wanted to share with you that's a it's a it's a constant challenge we have with uh, with in how we process information uh, from a, from an investment perspective and making an investment decision. So I thought I'd share it with you. So that's all I got for you today. Um, if you have any questions, if you want me to talk about something specific that you've got out there, then uh, I'm more than happy to speak out to it. You can give me a shout uh, through my website. Um, www.sageinvestors.ca or you can tweet out to me DM me on my Twitter handle at Sage Investors where I pretty much uh, speak out and talk about all the various different market uh, events and uh, things going on in the stock market and the economy as well as my own personal investing decisions and my personal thought processes with uh, investing decisions that I make in real time so uh, hey, look forward to hearing from you guys. So thank you, it's been another edition of uh, Stock Talk and my name is Amon Reyna of Sage Investors and uh, we'll catch you again.